Latest brains having decimated the peaceful republic, Ivan P. Terrible now deploys his merciless legions to seize military control of the galaxy. Only Johnny and Raylene's forces stand against the rising tyranny, but certain that the libertarian cosmonaut Ron Paul will return and restore a spark of hope to the fight. But the resistance has been exposed. As the socialists speed toward the Liberty Base, the brave heroes mount a desperate escape with the aid of Liberty Doll. Liberty Doll is armed not only with her firepower, but her love of liberty. Liberty Doll talks about her passion for guns, ammo, and the rights of every individual to protect themselves. On planet Saturn, Thomas P. Knapp has taught many young fighters the ways of liberty, and now our stage for an assault against the statist Earth. Will Liberty Doll use the weapons of reason to stop the commies in their tracks? Will Thomas Knapp's defenders of freedom be strong enough to make a difference? Stay tuned to hear Liberty Doll on episode 42 on Blast Off with Johnny Rocket. Transmitting directly from the launch pad. Bringing blue collar to your cell tower. The rock and roll libertarian himself. It's time to blast off with Johnny Rocket. Hey, how's it going, Johnny? Good, good. It's been a it's been a minute since we've done a show. It's uh, we took a little bit of a break. We didn't. We missed one show, but I think that was just because I got married. So we were. Yeah, you got married. We got married, and you actually <laughs> flew. Like, isn't this like the first time you've actually been on a plane? To no, not the first time I've been on a plane, but first time I've been to Arizona, and it's the first time in a while that I've been on a plane. So yeah, it was. Awesome. What a great wedding. If we had fun. And I super I just, fun. I just remembered like everyone was like, Hey Johnny, you're doing pretty good without the drinking. And I'm like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm lit. And <laughs> you know, everyone's just like, dude, you you look fine. You you're acting normal. And I'm like, Well, that's because you guys only know me drunk, you know. So does <laughs> <laughs> that why? <laughs> no, I don't know. But like it was No, fun. it was a fun party. It was yeah. good. It was fun. And I mean you spent like what, three days, four days here in Arizona? Yep. Yep. And the people were amazing. And everyone at your wedding was amazing. I made some really cool people that I really cared about. I got to make really deep connections with. So thank you for that opportunity, Johnny. It was a beautiful wedding. It and I'm really fun. excited for you. It was fun. Yeah. And uh, you actually got to meet all the people that we've been talking to forever, you know, uh, yep. like family, you know, so it was all cool. the launchpad media people. And yeah, it was really fun. It was good. It, it was really good. All right. So according to Ryan McMakin from the Mises Institute in August, 2018, National Public Radio revealed that two-thirds of school shootings reported in 2015 and 2016 never actually happened. The government's definition of shooting includes any discharge of a weapon at school-sponsored events or on school buses, even if no one's hurt. It's true that few would welcome news that somebody's firing guns at your child's school, even if it resulted in no injuries. And as NPR reports, the number that would be a rate of shootings and the level of violence much higher than anyone else had ever found. Yes, there's been violence at schools, but is it really guns? Or is there a deeper problem? This week, we talk about school shootings, guns. Are they an epidemic? Are we brainwashed into thinking it's something bigger than it actually is? Or is it really to promote a universal gun ban? There are those who would politicize mass shootings and those who would rather not. Our guest today is Miss Liberty Doll. Liberty Doll is a liberty-minded YouTuber that tackles politics, Second Amendment issues, and the general insanity that is today's news cycle, all with a bit of pinup flair. 
She's held a panel on mental health and gun laws at Porkfest and was a guest speaker at the 2017 Massachusetts Libertarian State Convention. Okay, Raylene, prepare for liftoff. Copy that, Johnny. Covers, tie-downs, and grounding cables. Removed as required. Communications connected. Check. Preamps in the green. Check. Cold beer. Double check. Thrusters are hot. Raylene, are you ready to rock? All systems go, Johnny. Let's blast off with Liberty Now! Rockabilly music playing right now. Pretty awesome. Uh, nice. Liberty Dow, so thank you so much for being here on the show. I, I think it's awesome that you took the time to uh, talk to us about guns because I know that's one of your favorite issues on your yes. YouTube channel. So I guess the obvious question is, why the YouTube channel? Like, what got you interested in starting this? Why did you start a YouTube channel? And, you know, what what is your end goals with your, your show? Well, I would say that... Um my ultimate end goal is just to educate people and bring the ideas of liberty to a wider audience that wouldn't necessarily otherwise be exposed to it. Right. And how I started it is a bit of a long story, but basically long story short is well, we when got, I- We got time. Trust me, I only <laughs> okay. have like four questions. So please take all the time you need. <laughs> okay. Well, so basically when I first started getting into liberty, like- Anyone else that has gotten into liberty, libertarianism, constitutionalism, whatever, you get really excited at first, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to tell people and you probably post all over Facebook and make all your friends and family really mad. Yes. I know. <laughs> we know the drill. We know the drill. Like you, I had a lot more friends than I do now. How's that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and so that is exactly what happened to me. I lost friends. I had family members cut off their relationships, all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, um, I was accused of becoming a libertarian just to get guys, <laughs> which was a really weird take. Yeah, I've never heard <laughs> yeah. that. Trust me, I've, I, let's like look at the, the sea of fish of the men in the Libertarian Party. Good men. There's some <laughs> really great men in the Libertarian movement. There's a couple of handsome guys, too. Notice how I said a couple, right? I, all right, never mind. Moving along, moving along. All I can think of is that guy that did like the strip tease at the convention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a couple of years ago. <laughs> But, right. um, <laughs> so yeah, I was like, all right, well, you know what, let me start a Facebook page so I can post there and be excited about it. And my family won't have to know anything about it. And, um, I tried to keep it secret for a while and it was pretty successful with that, I guess okay. uh, it's sort of debatable, but, <laughs> right on. um, and then I have also always loved to write. Writing has been my passion. So along with the page, I started a blog. And eventually what happened is I just got a lot of messages from people saying, hey, this is cool and all, but I'm kind of too lazy to read your stuff. So you should make videos instead. Ah, <laughs> see, we have a lot of intellectuals out there. No, I mean, but it's true. I mean, like when you're doing a video, it's more captivating than just an article, right? And even right. videos are more or captivating. Or brains are wired 
wired that way. Exactly. I mean, we've been watching yeah. television forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's right. even more engaging than, let's say, a podcast by us. You know, like, seriously, people like to see videos. I don't care. You know, you could be in your basement, which are a lot of libertarians are. They're in their basement and they, <laughs> and they do these videos. There's nothing wrong with it. I think it's awesome. I mean, it's great that people are spreading the message. And you are. I mean, there's a lot of people who watch your videos. And, like, mm-hmm. there was one video you had, like, I think 250,000 views. Which is amazing. Yeah. There's a couple oh, yeah. of them that are up there. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So I, I'd like to jump right in right now as a jump in. woman in the, li- yeah, thanks. As a woman in the Liberty Movement, how do you feel about what you're doing? And like you said, being a- accused of trying to get men, which is a really interesting way to look at it. And it seems to be angry beta males that are making these accusations, <laughs> in my opinion, or other women that are just extremely jealous. It's it's kind of like the worst of both worlds in that sense with those that kind of things. That mm-hmm. was actually said by my best friend at the time who <gasps> was really unhappy in her relationship. Oh yeah, she's she's been gone. Yeah. <laughs> she was a terrible wow. human being. Huh. <laughs> been there. That's I'm very funny. lucky. I, I've, I've orchestrated my life, you know, living as a voluntarist and you start to make better decisions and better contracts as you start to understand them and navigate this world in a, as a free person. Isn't it very different as you've been doing this for a while? Very different. Very different. <laughs> totally. It feels good, right? <laughs> it does. It's like, oh, someone's making this terrible decision, but it doesn't affect me. I'm just going to ignore it uh-huh. while everyone else is like letting it occupy so much headspace and getting upset. And, you you know, it's just you do you, boo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I, we really appreciate it. And it's, it's a good story because, I mean, we need more people out there promoting the message of liberty. And again, you focus in on guns. I, I think like 80% of your videos are about Second Amendment rights and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's inevitable, though, that after particularly horrific mass shootings that are going on, the one that like killed like 14 people in California, nine in Oregon, Americans will debate guns and their place in society. But what steps do we need to make as Americans to educate the public on guns and change people's minds? We both understand that guns are just tools. A gun right. In itself, I mean, it's just a tool. A gun in itself has never killed anyone. The user has killed people. And Mm -hmm. you know what? There's actually more murders through hammers than there are with actual guns. And so, like, does that mean? Hands and feet and all kinds of stuff. Exactly. And tubs. You know, people <laughs> trip and slip and fall and hit their heads. And next thing you know, the, more people die, I believe. I, I'm not making this up. I read this somewhere from actual tub accidents than guns. Yep. So what do we yep. do? Like, what, how do how do we message this to people saying, you know what? You guys are morons and all you are is a tool of the state. And you <laughs> yes, want to like that. Yeah, that's how I would say it. But see, I'm not going to. How do we do it? What's your plan of attack on this? Yeah. What have you found that works? Well, I mean, I think it really does have to come down to sort of like these quote unquote underground media type things like social media because I mean I hate to use the term mainstream media because it sounds so Alex Jones yeah but I mean yeah that's cool we we know where we are though yeah here we are (laughs) but like legitimately you can't trust the mainstream media like your ABC NBC CNN any of those even Fox sometimes once in a while to to bring this information to light and to do so correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even going back to the 80s when we first had the, you know, assault weapon scare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there was 
all these reports of, you know, the news media saying like, oh, anyone can take a rifle into their garage and turn it into full auto. And, you know, everyone has access to full auto and all these shootings are happening with full auto and giving out all this information. And they would be contacted by NRA members and different spokespeople and saying like, hey, you got this information wrong. Let me come on and at least like give your anchors and your writers some education. And they were just flat out ignored. Mm -hmm. And that was already happening in the 80s. And then I did a a small piece on my channel way back in the beginning. No one watch it. It's terrible. But where I caught like the local news just completely making up this story and lying about some statistics on air. And I was like, well, hey, wait a minute. And you see that all of the time, you know, even, you know, people joke about the full semi-auto, but that was something that was (laughs) said on the news. Yeah. But then on the other hand, you have this obvious, well, I feel that it's obvious, suppression of, you know, other forms of media. Like on, on social media, there's people getting banned on YouTube. You know, they say that this isn't the case, but there's so many people that have been complaining about their channels getting throttled or, you know, not getting out to their audience. Mm-hmm. And even myself, like, you know, a few years ago when I first started, my gun videos were the most popular ones. And that's why I was doing so many because I was like, all right, well, this is obviously what people want to see. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Supply now, and demand. Yeah. I mean, and it could it could very well be that my audience has changed, but I kind of doubt that. Now my gun videos are some of the least popular, and it's like, well, is it that my audience changed? Is it that it's you know kind of considered unsavory content and not getting out there? Hmm, um, interesting. Have you experienced issues with demonetizing your content? Oh, like, absolutely. Okay. And is it always about guns or what content is okay? And which platforms? Like, call them out. Definitely YouTube. There was a mm-hmm. few about like social justice stuff that have also been demonetized, but it is by and large gun videos. Interesting. Um, and even just today, one of my friends sent me a post on Instagram of some woman who does work with the NRA and she's a black woman. And she talks about the importance of gun rights. And she posted on Instagram this morning. She got an email from YouTube saying that her entire channel doesn't fit community guidelines. It was going to be demonetized. Wow. Speaking of the NRA, I'm just going to jump on this one. My wife and I, she refuses to be part of the NRA because really they're they're really for gun control. Where mm-hmm. Gun Owners of America is the like the legitimate, you know, gun right. association. Yeah, What's your thoughts on the NRA and like what are the things that they are doing that's bad? Well, <laughs> I want to hear this because this, I mean, this, this is my favorite. Yeah, go. <laughs> uh, so I actually talked about this. Um, I did a, a live stream um, this past Friday. My internet. So I look awful in it, but we we talked about it. (laughs) So basically, I have not been a member of the NRA for quite some time, partially because of how annoying they are with their robocalls all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) But also, you know, just they really are for gun control. There's been so many things that have come through that they've been in support of or, you know, maybe not worked hard enough on. stayed silent on, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like bump stocks were a huge one recently that people were very yep. upset about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I get that maybe they thought like, oh, you know, we'll just give them this one thing and they'll they'll stay happy. But, you know, you always hear everyone saying like, oh, you know, these gun control people, if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. That's true. Well, the NRA keeps giving them these inches yep. and making them think like, oh, okay, well, we got this through so we can do this thing and we can do that thing and we can do that thing. I live in a very gun unfriendly state, extremely. Mm. I live in the state of Massachusetts, 
We oh, have a permanent assault bad. weapons ban. Oh, God. Bill Weld State. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. that's terrible. Yeah, I'm sure. We have, <laughs> we have the quote unquote copycat ban. You know, people will go to court for guns issues and the, the, the judges will laugh them out of court. Literally, this has happened to people that I know. Wow. And it's just awful. And, you know, they're always trying to pass different Mm -hmm. um, they like to bundle it into budget bills. That's a popular one. There was a one that at one point they were going to try to make it illegal to oil and do any maintenance on your gun. You would have <sighs> to take it to an FFL even to have it cleaned. Jeez. Was oh, one. CLP? Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, I did, that's in Massachusetts. Yes. Oh Luckily, it did not go through thanks to our local chapters okay. of Gun Owners Action League, Gun Owners of America, all of that. There was at one point a bill that was introduced that had 64 amendments and it was a gun control bill. This was a couple Jeez. years ago. Wow. And our local chapters got it down. So I think only like 12 or 13 of those amendments got through. Now that is impressive. It, it is. And sad that they still had some go through. It's it's isn't that sad that that it we're, we're cheering over just being able to defend a small part of what our natural rights are. It's frustrating. Mm -hmm. Right. But I mean, also onto that oh, bill. Way to go. <laughs> also onto that bill for a long time. Um, pepper spray was criminalized here. You needed to have an oh. FID card to get pepper spray. And they actually got that decriminalized also within that bill. So now anyone can go get it. But, I mean, you don't see anything that crazy happening on the national level. And, I mean, yes, there's a lot more moving parts on the national level, but there's also a lot more Republicans and constitutionalists on the national level in, you know, Senate and in the House. So, I mean, you would think that, you know, having this victory, I guess we'll call it, on a small scale in a completely blue state, you know, if the local chapters can do that, wh why can't the NRA do that when they have all these lawyers and all this money? Well, Supposed money. Yes. Well, how accessible are target ranges where you live if it's so not gun friendly? I mean, how can you even use the guns that you're allowed to have? So I live in, oddly enough, a technically red county. You know, there's a few here. So in my case, my range was built and then someone had the bright idea of building a school near it. Oh, that's and a good then, idea. That's a good idea. And then they were like, oh, well, we need to shut down the firing range because... No, shut down the school. Shut down Sounds the school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's all these rules where like, okay, you can't shoot after sundown because if anyone hears you, they're going to go to the town and report you and it will get the range shut down. Oh. NRA has never supported libertarian candidates ever. And they will be there 100% for the Republicans, but they've never, ever supported the libertarian candidate. What's your thoughts on this? Why? Why the NRA is going after the libertarians or not supporting them? Oh, shows. that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And yell. no, no one wants to support libertarians because, you know, we disrupt the whole two-party system. Mm -hmm. We disrupt the whole idea that there's this false black and white dichotomy out exactly. there. Mm -hmm. We are the gray. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, true. that's true. I actually think that um, the NRA are lobbyists. So the reason they wouldn't support libertarians is because we would get the government power so small that lobbyists wouldn't even matter anymore. We can't get money out of politics, but we can certainly...
the state. And I think that we are not a horse they want to back because that's, that's not how they get I, their I'm money. I'm with you on this, Ray. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's not in their best interest because it's not about money with us. It's about decentralizing and giving the, the power to the people. They want to remain in business. Uh, you know, like they, everyone cronyists are going to be they're cronies. The and everyone's fooled into believing that they really have our best interests in, at heart. And I don't think they do. Hey, Ray. Hey, Johnny. Ground control keeps saying, cheer up, man. It could be worse. You could be stuck underground in a hole full of water. I know he means well. <laughs> Come on. That's, oh. a, that's f- I have a well. That's, see? That's a good joke. I have a well for a love for you and your love of bad jokes. Oh. 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 Did I just make it way worse? You I think did. I did. You did. <laughs> hey, Ray. Hey, Johnny. I ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. You did? I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, that's good. Liberty, now, really quick, you know, you, you said that you spoke at Porkfest regarding people with mental disorders and stuff like that and, and owning guns. Some state laws, they prohibit, you know, or have adjudicated as mentally defective or involuntary committed to a mental health facility for possessing a gun. But experts do say that that standard includes people who do not pose a danger to others. And it does not account for a much larger set of people who might be dangerous, but have not been diagnosed with or treated for, a, you know, a serious mental health issue. Do you believe that we should take away someone's rights just because of a mental health disorder and furthermore what about the definition of mental health and the moving of the goalpost you know what i mean like every day it changes like oh we have a new disease now and this person suffers from you know adhd sts or or, you know, or our military with ptsd SD, that we or, give yeah. them and then we're going to take away their rights to have a gun yeah. which is happening right now yeah, they oh, have yeah. no what problem do you feel when you're that? in the military and you have a gun and you have ptsd grab that grab that rifle soldier move out draw fire but when they get out now all of a sudden they're a problem to society you know what i mean and there's people and on top of that then there's people who want to buy marijuana right so you now you if you want to get a medical marijuana license or whatever that's right it, you go into a national data system uh you won't be able to buy a gun if you are on medical marijuana because that's a class one narcotic i believe it's still considered yeah it's scheduled one scheduled mm-hmm. one excuse me so i mean like this is I mean, if somebody is mentally ill, I don't know. I think they still should have the right. Well, when everybody is mentally ill because the spectrum of what mentally ill means is is always changing. You Mm -hmm. can make up a disease or, you know, this guy suffers from panic disorders or nerves or whatever. Everyone has a mental disorder in some way or shape or form, you know, based Uh, on however they classify. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, Liberty Doll? So, fun fact, I am a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Massachusetts. There you go. With my own private practice. There you go. I have a little bit of authority to speak on this. Awesome. <laughs> hot, I'm glad I asked hot, this question. So sexy. Let's do it. I have had a lot of experience in um, both the private and the public sector with mental health. And so first of all, I mean, this is just such a multifaceted issue. Okay. DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Mm-hmm. What is put in it is decided by the APA and the psychologists and psychiatrists that sit on the APA board. Okay. Now, Unfortunately, one of the research topics that I helped a professor out with in grad school is looking at the list of doctors on the APA board 
along with a list of people that had gotten donations from Pfizer mm-hmm. and Eli Lilly and all these big drug companies. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of overlap. And these donations could be, you know, quote unquote, monetary donations. They could be trips for speaking engagements. They could be paid speaking engagements, all these different things. And there is unfortunately a lot of overlap between the people getting money from the drug companies and the people on the APA board. Okay. So there's that. Interesting. Okay. A lot of cronyism going on. All right. Yes. So as far as people being adjudicated mentally defective or being hospitalized, to be hospitalized, there's a couple different ways that this happens. You can absolutely go and admit yourself because you don't feel that you're safe. Mm-hmm. Voluntarily. Right. That's, that's um, Involuntarily. Yeah. This can really only be done. What has to happen is you have to receive a section. In Massachusetts, it's called a section 12 in in the number or, you know, what it's called varies state by state. But basically what that is, is a therapist or police officer or social worker has said either you are an imminent danger of hurting yourself or hurting other people, at which point you get sent to an emergency room. Or then you are evaluated again by a clinician on duty who basically says, okay, are you going to kill yourself? Are you going to hurt other people? If any of the answers to those questions are yes, then you get an involuntary commitment. Uh, The time that that would be varies again by state. In Massachusetts, it's mandatory three days of observation. But that still counts as being put inpatient and that automatically right there and then means that you cannot own a gun. Wow. And yes. Well, I'm going to say something controversial here, though. Seriously, I think the Second Amendment, right, on the federal level, right, so a state in itself should have the right to have their own constitution and their own gun laws. But regarding the federal government, the federal government should have nothing to do with, you know, if somebody's mentally ill or whatever, they should not be able to step in and mandate that their guns get taken away because they have a mental health disorder. I think it's up to the communities and your neighbors to go, hey, Bill over there is a little weird. He's been drooling all week and he has a shotgun out in his front porch. That right there, I mean, it could be up to the community to step in and say, hey, you know what? You can hurt yourself or you can hurt somebody else. But to me, it's like it's not up to the state to take away somebody's actual rights. Absolutely not. Regardless if they have a mental health disorder or not. I don't know what your opinion is on that. So, I mean, I think realistically, if someone is hell bent on taking their life or hurting other people, they are going to do it regardless yes. of what tools that they yes, have. Mm-hmm. I agree. I have seen people, you know, plenty of people without access to firearms cut themselves with butter knives and do so successfully. If you mm-hmm. try hard enough, it'll mm-hmm. work. That's right. Um, springs from toilet paper rolls, swallowing batteries, swallowing glass purposefully trying to overdose on drugs, hanging, all kinds of things. There are a million and one ways to hurt yourself, and there's a million and one ways to hurt other people. And really, is it our business to tell people they can't kill themselves? I, I mean, as I much as do. I would want yes. to prevent yes. them, if they're my family, I would go in and take their guns, but I wouldn't call the cops on them. It, it I mean, it's illegal to kill yourself. Okay, anyway, keep going. <laughs> Don't hold back, Ray. I mean, sorry. I, you're right. People should have the right to kill themselves if they want to. And again, if they have an agenda, people are going to do it, right? So if Yeah, I, and, and their friends and family are going to do what they can to protect them. And, and that's our job as a community. But anyway, I keep agree. going. 
But I mean, at the same token, so these mandated reporting laws and things like that, that's, you know, the having to report if someone is going to hurt themselves or hurt someone else that falls under the mandated reporting laws. So no, that doesn't cover people that might actually be violent and are not in any sort of treatment or, mm-hmm. or care of a therapist or a doctor. You know, for example, there was just a guy last week that bit a chunk of somebody's face off mm-hmm. and then finger painted with the, bl- not even, um, <laughs> I mean, he did, he did, it came out that he did have substance abuse issues, but it just, he had untreated schizophrenia and, you know, people with mental illness are not any more violent than people without mental illness, but there are a couple people out there here and there, just like in the general population that, you know, if they're provoked, they might bite your face off. Exactly. No, that's true. He wasn't in treatment and now he's doing a mandatory 30 day at one of the local prisons. One more thing, you know, and this was brought up i listen to talk radio and listen to like what the republicans think what i thought was funny is when people are in jail and they committed a felony or whatever when they get out of jail they don't have the rights to own guns they don't have the right to vote etc 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 if you feel like they're a threat to society why are they letting them out i think that if they let somebody out of jail all their rights 100 percent should be restored. They should have I a agree. right. They should have the right to own a weapon. They should have the right to do whatever. If they feel like they are capable of, if they, if they feel like they're going to release them into the general public, then they all their rights should be restored. I don't like Absolutely. this. You know, oh, he can't right. own a gun. He can't vote. He can't do this. Can't do that. Then you know what? The rest of your life. You know, like there's yeah. there's a lot of good people who have learned. Like maybe I shouldn't steal. I'm not doing that again. I did. I had an arm. You know, there was an armed robbery I did when I was 19. I've been in jail for 15 years. I'm not doing that again. And yet, this guy now is limited. He cannot protect himself. That is wrong. It, it, it's well, a natural right to for everyone to be able to defend themselves. Absolutely. And unfortunately, these guys, you know, uh, that get felonies for whatever reason. Yeah, if it's a violent felony, then yeah. I mean, obviously, they should probably stay in jail if uh, we're that that's worried about them. I was going to say. Exactly. But, yeah. you, know, you know, these guys, you know, selling drugs or something. So I also worked, incidentally, with gang members. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, you know, they might go to jail, and some of them, you know, have seen the error of their ways, but now they've got a felony on their record. They don't have an education. They can't get a job. They have no choice but to return to a life of crime, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just a cycle that keeps repeating over and over and over because a lot of these, you know, some of these jails will have programs where you can get your GED, learn a trade, something like that. But you have to have a sentence of 10 years wow. to be able to have access to those programs a lot of wow. times. And if someone's in there for 10 years, they've probably done something real bad. Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You would think, but there's been people just for marijuana in jail for 10 years. Um, it's it's unbelievably un- unrighteous. All right. So, hey, make sure you check out America's fastest growing number one pro-liberty radio program, Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is on seven nights per week on 190 plus radio stations coast to coast. And it's pro-liberty every issue, every time. So check out freetalklive.com. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Anyways, though, this is Johnny Rocket. Always launching ideas with the beautiful Miss Rayleigh Lightheart and Liberty Doll. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Rock and roll. He's my big, bad, handsome man. Mm-hmm. 
time to shake up your podcast feed, folks, by subscribing to Lions of Liberty, the only libertarian variety show out there. Spend Mondays with me, Mark Clare, as I feature in-depth interviews with great names in the libertarian community and fun roundtable discussions. Electric Liberty Land with me, Brian McWilliams, every Wednesday, your weekly dose of comedy, culture, and liberty. And Felony Fridays with me, John Odermatt, where I expose injustice in the broken criminal justice system. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and at lionsofliberty.com. Are you tired of banging your head against the proverbial wall of politics and getting nowhere toward actually making your life more free? Are you tired of interview podcasts that have the same guests as every other libertarian interview podcast out there? Are you tired of hearing the same news stories that you can hear on the mainstream media? Then you need to listen to The Lava Flow, where we don't do politics and we don't do the major stories that exist only to divide you. We talk about news that affects you and your freedom, and we work to find solutions that can actually help you to be more free. LAVA stands for Libertarian, Anarcho-Capitalist, Voluntarist, and Agorist. And if you consider yourself to be in any of those categories, all of those categories, or just interested in learning about them, then the LAVA Flow podcast is for you. Check us out at thelavaflow.com. The LAVA Flow podcast, channeling the flow of information to the Libertarian, Anarcho-Capitalist, Voluntarist, and Agorist community. TheLavaFlow.com. This is Chris Spangle, and I am the host of We Are Libertarians, which you can find in iTunes, Google Play, or at WeAreLibertarians.com. We are a podcast that brings you all of the irreverence that modern politics deserves by examining current events from a libertarian perspective. So please, check us out at WeAreLibertarians.com. Show. I know it's a great show. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning much stuff here on the show with yeah. this Liberty Doll. I've been following Liberty Doll for a very long time. She was one of the very first pages I started following. That's cool. Um, yeah, you were telling uh, yeah. me that. Yeah, you were saying yeah. that. Yeah, you're like, and I feel like a jerk because I'm like, she's this is kind of new to me. I found her because I want you know when you go YouTube, you know, you're like looking up uh, UN foreign relations, and next thing you know, you're like led down a, a path of videos, you know, and then you're like <laughs> figuring out about giraffes in Africa. You're like, well, how did I end up here? And uh, that's how and I you're like, up. oh, all wars are bankers' wars. Interesting. Yeah. Let me learn more about like, the Federal what? Reserve. How did this happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that, that shit. That, that's how it happens. Like, I have nothing to do one day, and I'm sitting there on YouTube looking up something totally different, and then I end up watching Liberty Dell's video. So I'm like, we need to get her on the show, and then here she I is. I love it. So I reached out to her, and bam, here we are. So, so cool. Liberty Dell, what we do here on the second segment, it's called Rocket, Rocket Fire. Fire. What we do on Rocket Fire, Miss, is I'm going to ask you a series of 10 questions. These questions will be politically related, and if you can answer these questions between 30 to 60 seconds, That'd be badass. Liberty Dow, are you ready to play? Rock, 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 rock. Okay, sure. All right, here we go. Here we go. 
Question one. Why is it imperative that women own firearms? Why do women need weapons maybe even more so than their male counterparts? Oh, this is easy. So as much as the social justice crowd would like to admit that this is not the case, even if you take like the strongest woman, she still only has about one third of the upper body strength of a male and half of the lower body strength of a male. We are, there's no way around it. We're weaker. And you know, you can't just fight off a male attacker with some hands and fists. Women, especially as, you know, generally biologically weaker people, we need firearms to be able to protect ourselves like you said, even more than men. Right on. Good answer. Question two. Do background checks work? <laughs> no. No, they do not. As a resident of Massachusetts and having lived or worked in some of the worst cities in the country on the national lists, no, because really everybody knows someone who knows someone who knows someone and you can pick up a gun on pretty much any street corner and it doesn't even have to have a serial number on it. Right on. I I agree. I have a couple of those too, but I'm not. <laughs> maybe we should edit that out. All right. Question you're not, three. You're not supposed to say that out loud. Okay. Okay. <laughs> never mind. Question three. Are mass shootings an act of terrorism? So, I mean, if we're, we're looking standard definition of terrorism is any person or group who uses violence for an act of political gain. Wow. You nailed it. You got it. Yeah, you got it. So really, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, is it for political gain? No, a lot of times it's for no notoriety. I think a lot of times the psychology of it is similar to spree killers and serial killers that want to be known. I mean, perhaps in the case of uh, New Zealand and this most recent one where they said that their goal was for America to enact gun control. Right. Maybe that one, possibly if it's because like, oh, you know, this person hates Muslims, so they're going to attack a mosque. Yeah, I suppose so. Right. But, you know, your standard school shooting. Absolutely not. All right. Rock and roll. Question four. What can be done? What can we do to prevent school shootings? Is armed guards and teachers the way to go? Well, honestly, if we want to prevent school shootings, just close down public schools. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yes. Instead That's of banning the gun, let's ban the school. How's that? It's <laughs> I mean, but I suppose if we have to have public education, armed teachers, armed guards, uh, you know, because all of these things happen in gun-free zones. You make it right. no longer a gun-free zone, and, you know, the person, you know, doesn't have a place to really attack anymore. It's not an easy target. Bam. 100% agreeing with you. Question five. Are children most likely to experience gun violence in school nowadays? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, I actually did a video a while back on school shootings, and oh, the statistic is insane. You only have a one in, oh, was it like 600 million chance? It was. It's an insane number. You are more likely to be hit by lightning or win the Mega Millions Powerball than you are to be involved in a school shooting in a public school on any given day. Interesting. All right, so this is funny. This is the first time this has ever happened. And I'm gonna tell you the original question and then we'll I'll change it up. Question six. Why are we not blaming schools for the shootings and not the guns? The schools have an obligation to keep our kids safe. What about banning public schools instead of guns? That was the question. I'm going to revamp it. Question six. Why does the vast majority of mass shootings occur in gun-free zones? 
Well, that's easy because, I mean, they're, they are easy targets. The person knows that they're not going to face any resistance. I mean, look at the, the couple of times where the media actually covered or mentioned that there was an incident. Like, so for New Zealand, I believe it was, the guy went to um, a, another mosque or something, didn't he? And there was someone there with a, a gun that fought him off. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if someone if someone knows that they're going to receive resistance there, then they're not going to go there because they're not going to be able to achieve their mission unless their mission is like, you know, suicide by cop or something. Right. No, I'm with you. Right on. Question seven. How is net neutrality an attack on the LGBTQ and women? <laughs> it is not. It is not an attack on LGBTQ and women. Nice find. Um, <laughs> that was actually one of my least popular videos, and I lost a lot of subscribers over that, that I think one. I think it's a good um, one. I think it's a good really? one. Really? Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, explain why. Yeah. Well, so basically, How it's it was. Not. A, <laughs> well, a bunch of people were saying that net neutrality or getting rid of net neutrality would prevent people from being able to access gay forums and feminist forums. And I mean, net neutrality really has nothing to do with that. Getting rid of net neutrality really just sort of opens up the market more and makes it more of a free market system. Uh, right on, right on. I agree 100%. Question eight. Why is the left trying to legislate morality and why will that fail every <laughs> Well, so... I watched a video recently, I don't even remember the channel, but it talked about how people's political beliefs generally sort of, or their worldview, is built by the experiences that they had growing up, which is basic common sense in the world of psychology. But it talked about, you know, people who grew up and had it easy and had everything given to them are kind of think like, oh, you know, I need to spread this and give it to other people, while people that had to really, like, work for things are like, no, you know, having things in the world takes hard work and everyone should be able to, like, make choices rather than having things handed to them. And liberals, of course, a lot of times have this idea that other people are morally inferior or economically inferior or better. what have you. Yes. Face it, they they feel better. that they know better. That's right. Right. And they don't realize that morality can't be legislated. You know, mm-hmm. there's plenty of bad laws out there. Murder is illegal and people still do it. That's, that's, okay, you're awesome. Question nine. What is Chicago's PlayStation tax? <laughs> so Chicago's PlayStation tax is actually, it's actually their amusement tax, which mm-hmm. is, I believe, 9% in the city of Chicago. And it is a tax on any media that is streamed, rented, anything like that. Um, it used to only apply to concert tickets, in-person things, but I mean, Chicago wasn't getting enough money out of that and they are a black hole of bleeding money. Mm-hmm. So they needed to get more money. So they decided to also tax streaming services. Oh and so ridiculous. Netflix, Xbox, Microsoft, all of those, Nintendo kind of just quietly in 2015 were like, yeah, okay, we'll we'll add it to our stuff. PlayStation and Sony actually fought it for quite some time until they got a whole bunch of threats from the city of Chicago. And the mafia. And yeah. then mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and then last November, we're like, oh, yeah, sorry, people of Chicago. You also now have your additional 9% on anything in the PlayStation Store, PlayStation Plus, music streaming, etc., etc. And it got dubbed the PlayStation tax because, frankly, people don't pay attention and no one else really knew about it until then. <laughs> Chicago, because I'm from there and... All right. <laughs> question 10, the final question. What is your position on feminism? Oh, it's stupid and unneeded. <laughs> okay. Very good. So Yo, go this was actually, uh, you know, and I, I can understand people have a, a hard time with this one because when I first got into libertarianism and all that, like it, it was tough for me too. And then, you know, someone actually, my husband uh, said to me at the time, well, okay, if under libertarianism, all people are equal and that's that, then why do we need feminism to make this group more than equal? They're already covered under, you know, the, the base blanket of libertarianism. And I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're absolutely right. And that's rocket Mark and the liberty job that was a great rocket fire i'm gonna say that is on the top five of the best rocket fires we've had so far anyways oh wow yeah you did a really good job oh you've impressed the johnny rocket nice job lady even through my haze of like cold and allergies you did good you did really good (laughs) anyways though thank you liberty doll we're not done with you yet we still have some more questions but anyways this johnny rocket always launching ideas in your direction i'm here with my ray of truth miss raylene lightheart and we'll be right back on rock and roll you got your hands in my pockets and your eyes on a bottle at the bar. Girl, you think I'm crazy? Yeah, that's just your dirty daddy eye. You like to smoke cigarettes and you run around all night. Yeah, you smoke cigarettes and you run around all night. When you get up in the
Hey, Johnny. If you see a robbery at an Apple store, does that make you an eyewitness? <laughs> okay, keep going. You're bad. All right, go. Hey, Ray. What's up? What did the pirate say on his 80th birthday? I don't know. I'm matey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, God. That was bad, too. That was funny, actually. for taking the time to be here and I'm I'm having a great time and I hope hopefully Me you too. are too. Yeah, rock and I roll. am. Yeah, we got some rockabilly right. music show too, so it's kind of fun. It'll be Yeah, you you're, you're going to love it edited. So, okay, girl. So, we've seen a huge shift in trust in the police lately, not just through um, things like Black Lives Matter, but mainstream media is reporting on crimes against people, especially people getting shot that were not even armed. Now, with all this gun control legislation coming in and people realizing that cops are the standing army that our forefathers warned us of, where do you think this is going to go? Do you think that this newfound distrust in cops is going to be actually good for the movement of our natural rights to carry, et cetera? That's a tough one. I mean, absolutely. You know, the state has a monopoly on force and the police is the strong arm of the government. They are the ones that use that force and Mm kind of dole it out. You know, the police, everyone says the police are there to serve and protect. But as we all know, there was that Supreme Court decision where police don't actually have any duty to protect their job job is to, you know, quote, solve crime and dole out the punishment after the fact. And bill collectors. They're bill collectors, I'll tell you. Yep. And, and they yep. make money for the state. I mean, that's that's their number one job. Right. right. Revenue generation. Yep. And, you know, you couple that with, unfortunately, there is some research that was being done in Chicago. I don't know if it's been pulled or what has happened with it, but basically it found that antisocial personalities, which are your psychopaths and sociopaths, and this is mm-hmm. clinical antisocial. This is people being like, oh, I'm antisocial. No, like the clinical psychopaths, sociopaths are most often attracted to careers in politics and law enforcement. Yes, yes. Coupled with statistics of 40% of cops beating their girlfriends or wives and children. Right. And And, I mean, this is a very real thing where, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, I think, I don't know if they necessarily always go into it expecting to be above the law, like if that's their original plan, but I think a lot of them end up adopting this attitude. You know, just earlier this year, I was in a public restaurant where there were some local cops and I won't, obviously won't say the town for multiple mm-hmm. reasons. Okay. And yeah. they were all sitting around this table, you know, bitching about their, their wives and girlfriends while their wives and girlfriends and children were right there bragging about how, you know, they pull over drunk drivers while they are drunk themselves. Uh. And then one of them goes like, hey, do you want to, oh, do you want to see a video of a rape? And then they 
start passing this smartphone around and looking at this video. And then one of them said something about how it's a shame that it's illegal in the U.S. to have sex with 12 year olds <gasps> and how in Europe they're so much more progressive. And he the literal words were, you got to be, you know, you heard kids, this. Some, I heard this. He was literally saying kids uh, in Europe fuck by 12 and smoke by 14. And they're so much more progressive than us. Whoa, that's in fucking a public weird. restaurant. Yes. And they had their kids was, with them? Or? And butter knives and screwdrivers and sewing scissors are illegal to carry on the streets in Europe. So I just want you to see that they are not going to defend our our oh, wow. natural rights to carry or protect themselves. Wow. In fact, they are all about aggressing, exploiting people who do not have informed consent. Well, I mean, I mean like you should it, be it, doing a video on this. I mean, that, that is... I mean, that's, I mean, don't tell well, the Well, she town. can't blow up her spot. I, I got it. She has to have proof. It. No one's going to believe her. Right. But I mean, Damn I, it. we believe you. We really do. We believe I, you. I, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the like I was telling Raylene, I mean, there's a point, like how many cops are bad? And I said, well, I think like 70%. I think there's 30% right. who go into it with, with the mind, right mindset of I'm here mm -hmm. to protect people. But again, I think those 30% be could become corrupted also because of the, the culture, the, the, the cop culture. The now, culture of the fraternity. It, mm -hmm. it, it is a fraternity. I mean, it's hang out with college guys for a weekend you're like these guys are idiots you know like same thing <laughs> okay i mean that, that's the thing so i, I don't right. know i think i think they get brainwashed they get just like when you're a, you know i was in the military for 10 years and i was a soldier and again i i got brainwashed into that mentality of kill kill you know right and it, it, it's it sounds cool at the time it well, was even you know i i had a buddy that went through the police force and i mean we're <laughs> not as close as we used to be obviously mm -hmm. he very much knows my views and like when he was going through oh my god i can't remember the name of it right now police academy. <laughs> the training police academy yes, yes there you go that was a movie it's just like the movies guys it's yeah. just like the movies <laughs> go on <laughs> he you know basically he like disappeared for six months and wasn't allowed to really talk to anyone about it he wasn't allowed to tell anyone what's going on like not allowed to show anyone their books or any of their assignments or any of this stuff what and i mean yeah wow. that's pretty creepy and we went to the graduation and oh my goodness, I, I actually taped some of it on my phone because it was like the craziest thing I'd ever seen. It just was so culty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And they were talking about, they called police work an industry. And I thought that, that was really interesting. An hmm. industry. Interesting. No, they're not wrong. No. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. Except for they're not really providing too much service. No, it's, they're it's, not. It's like, it's like biblical. It's like the tax collectors. Right. Okay, okay well, yeah. here's one more thing. And I want to wrap up the show with a question about guns. And, I, and you on these gun questions because you've answered I think the way it should be answered and you being a subject matter expert and uh, well you are because you've probably done more research than I have but how about like things like in Japan all right for example they have very very strict gun control laws and there's very little gun crime in Japan but I can mm -hmm. also be said for like states like the one I'm in Arizona that have the least restrictive gun laws and crime is also very low why is that like why do you think that is I don't think there, there's a right or wrong answer I I just want your opinion on this. Well, I mean, Japan is a totally different culture I, I, and it's very collectivist and all about honor and, you know, keeping to yourself when you're in public and things like that. But I mean, they do still have a stabbing problem. There's a huge suicide problem in Japan. People are not having children. So, I mean, OK, they don't have gun violence, but they have a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Right. Um, but I, I think, you know, Japan is just such a different culture that you can't 
can't really compare it. So you think it's, it's the mentality behind it, right? So I think that could be part of it. Okay. What about Arizona, for example? Like we don't have the crime that Chicago does. Uh, Phoenix right. is not like notorious for its crime, right? Chicago right. is, but they have a gun ban, right? Like right. that's what I'm getting at. Like why? Why? Well, when you know good guys aren't allowed to have guns, then it's only the bad guys that are allowed to have guns, frankly. And you know, Chicago is obviously a hotbed of gang activity and has been for decades. And you know, they're not going to go unarmed because you know, you know they need to protect themselves against rival gangs or war for territory or something. No, absolutely. Um, um, you know, you don't really see that as much in Arizona, you know, because the, the good guys are allowed to have guns and armed society is a polite society. Oh, bam, bam. You know, it's really awesome over in these areas is, is that there are so many people there carrying that are not in gangs or that are they are to protect themselves from all of those bad guys also. And then those are the people getting pinched by the cops and put in jail just for having a gun, even if they haven't even used it. Yeah. So I'm with you. Understanding all of that nuance is, is really important. Good job. Okay, so my, my final thoughts here. So why is there still a debate over whether or not mass shootings are becoming more common? The answer is simple. We didn't track mass shootings as well as we did in the past as we do today, which makes it difficult to compare statistics over long periods of time. We didn't collect data from the past. People are violent, of course. It's important to note that even the strictest gun control laws won't stop mass shootings. If a person is truly determined to carry out such an attack, they will likely find a way to get their hands on a weapon one way or another. So why give up your rights for a false sense of security. that is at the Liberty Doll on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am also on Full 30. I am on BitChute. I am on Gab, but never use it. Um, <laughs> How about your YouTube channel? Oh, duh. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, my YouTube channel is Liberty Doll. If you Google it or search it on YouTube, you will find it. Awesome. Awesome. No, you did really interesting conversations. And I, you know, these are the things that need to be said. A lot of people are not discussing these things. And I think it's imperative no. that we get the, the message out there. Yeah, we're a podunk libertarian radio show, whatever. But there's a lot of people out there who are like, you know what? I have a feeling that something's wrong and I don't know what is, you know, the truth. And a lot of this is the media that is putting this, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the anti-gun position. And, and, and frankly, the state is paying them to say this. That's their agenda. Yep. 
Their agenda is to disarm every American just so mm-hmm. they have the monopoly of force 100% all the time. So, I mean, that's my take on it. I think it's bullshit. I think everyone should own a gun regardless if you're a, a felon, a previous felon, or a, or a mentally disturbed individual. You should have the right to own a gun and your rights should never be taken away. Anyway, so mm-hmm. this is Johnny Rocket with Raylene Lightheart, my ray of truth, and we're talking to Liberty Dow. Liberty Dow, thank you so much. Raylene, if people like this show and they like what Liberty Dow is saying, go. I don't well, know. I suggest you guys go to supportblastoff.com and subscribe. If you give us a dollar an episode to hear the after party, you can talk to Liberty Dollar, listen to her talking to us for a little bit longer. And only two bucks, you can get the all nighters too. The, uh, for two dollars, two bucks, Woo. and you get to hear two. the whole shebang. And two extra shows. And That's two, right. And two extra shows for two dollars. Yep. This is great. This is great. It is. All right. Anyways, though, this is Johnny Rocket. Always launching ideas. We'll see you next week. Rock and roll. Bam.